on this episode of Resi Week, Nexia and home automation. Also talk about standardization and big players getting into the Resi market. All that and more next on Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week. Episode 21, recorded Monday, June 26th, 2016. One hub to rule them all. Resi Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Milestone AV. Good afternoon. This is Resi Week, your weekly wrap-up of all the latest stories and news coming out of the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott, uh, for AV Nation TV. Today, I am joined by... Uh, two of my good friends. First, we have from Residential Systems, Jeremy Glowacki. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. And last but not least, we have Joe Whitaker from The Thoughtful Home. Hi, Glad Joe. to be here again. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no problem. I like that we both have swivel chairs. Yes. Yeah, I can't live without them. Jeremy, do you have a swivel? Oh, yes. We can all. We got to do it in time. Everybody in time. Oh, look at that. Stretching. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what people come to this show for. Comedy. Let's uh, let's jump right in. Uh, coming to us from Strategy and our good friend, Ted Green. Did you hear that, Ted? Ted Green. Uh, he, is, he, he wrote an article about Nexia bringing echo-based voice control to home automation. Now, we've been uh, talking a lot about... Uh, voice control and 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 what our clients and and customers are looking for when it comes to voice control. Uh, and going through this article, it, it it's talking about how Nexia is essentially just allowing all of its products or certified products to work through Amazon Echo. Uh, kind of a big deal, kind of important. Um, my question for you, Joe. Uh, let's start with you. Um, is this a big deal? Does this matter? Uh, do you know of Nexia? So the first thing I'll say in this is to all the people who are viewing uh, Resi Week right now, how many of you guys have ever sold or heard of Nexia? Uh, the numbers are going to be very little. Nope. Um, and the thing about Nexia is I personally had never even heard of it, and they are a hub. So it's, it's just like an Iris hub or a, anybody else's hub. It's just another hub. They do not have any devices. And if you look at their literature and their business model and everything else, they specifically say, we have a limited amount of products that we work with because basically we're picky. But, so, but what that tells me is the company is not IoT ready. So adding a big name IoT device in there like the Echo and Alexa doesn't Gets matter. In the door. They're already <laughs> limiting their, their items on IoT. So at that point, it's like, okay, it's a big deal because, yes, another person is recognizing Alexa and Echo – no, it's not a big deal because it's another company that no one that I know is buying, no one that I know knows about, and mm -hmm. it just gets a small article somewhere that, hey, somebody else recognizes that voice control is cool and it's all the rave, and that's about it. Now, Jeremy, does it – because I understand your point completely, Joe, um, but Jeremy, does it matter that it's a division of Ingersoll Rand? And, and another big firm like that who's kind of jumping on board? Yeah, I mean, I, I think of Ingersoll Rand as more of a commercial, big, you know, 
like industrial type of a brand more than anything consumer electronics. It's a, it's a really strange name to all of a sudden see in an IoT type space. Um, I, I definitely um, had never heard of this product before. Um, I, I looked at all of it, the products, and I, I saw more products that it was compatible with than I, you know, I think Joe's giving it credit for. I mean, there were a lot of different uh, devices there that were name brand devices, mm-hmm. but but I don't see where they're going to get any traction without any name recognition. It's it's great that there's this hub that that you know you have a, a device that uh, links together all of these things into one app. I think that's that's great in theory. I think that's where a lot of these devices are headed and should be headed. I don't think the individual app approach to um, IoT is the way to go. I think it's a hassle for most people. Um, but I, I don't uh, I don't know if this thing is going to go anywhere, even with Ing- Ingersoll Rand name behind it, just because why have I never heard of this? Like credit to Ted Green for, for finding this. Um, oh, definitely. And, and I, and I have to I have to whisper the name Alexa because she might be listening in my house. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I I don't want one of those crazy loops that I've gotten into when I've been listening to a podcast talking about Alexa and Alexa wakes up <laughs> and suddenly we're playing songs a second apart and it's bizarre. Um, but uh, I I do think that um, you know voice control is is a buzz right now. It's so, something that uh, everyone is trying to figure out and 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 Amazon's really you know, got the, the, the most media attention so far, and it's the, the most probably workable product, you know, most uh, functional product that's out there for voice. But um, I don't know. It should be, I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch this company a little bit more, this, this product, because I, I, it's, it's news to me. The, the kind of bigger question I have about this story in general and this concept in general is do we really need more hubs to work with Alexa or would we would we not rather have Alexa work directly with those devices to 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 me that makes the most sense I I don't want I don't want a couple winks and whatever else you want to throw in there um, running it unless they're actually running everything else in the house and it's a one-stop connection is that not kind of where we see the the use case for Echo Joe well Yes and no. Uh, I would say yes because obviously Amazon, when you look at it, um, they own that and they have every manufacturer listed in their shopping space. If they wanted to, they could get all the information and data and everything from Sony to Philips Hue to everybody and integrate it all. The problem that everyone is always going to have unless Amazon actually steps up to the plate is being able to integrate farther than Ethernet. Because you have all these other devices that have, you know, their own RF antennas like Lutron and Cassetta, and then you have Zigbee stuff, and you have Z-Wave stuff, and you have Bluetooth mesh stuff, and you have all this other stuff, and those little things that call themselves standards are the reason why these hubs are used. Just like Philips Hue, you have to use their hub to hook it to HomeKit. Well, I'm not saying get away from the hubs. I'm just version because they're using these other wireless technologies other than just your... Ethernet-based on the But that hits that whole point of do we need an actual automation platform standard or do we need Amazon to be able to talk to all these separate devices? No, what I, we need is a Lord of the Rings hub. Ooh. One hub to rule them all. One <laughs> hub that's got every freaking antenna you can think of um, and that can have an interface and that can talk to it all. And if Amazon can figure out a way to build that into their 
speaker that looks like a you know a can. Great, awesome. Now now we have a very compelling product. No one will step up to the bat though. Oh no 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 I don't see it. Um, but since you mentioned Smart Hub, uh, let's move on to a story from Residential Systems. Jeremy, this is uh, your mag, and uh, an article from our good friend Jason. Um, he's a good friend of the show and someone we should have on more. Um, but notwithstanding, he's uh, talking about uh, essentially how Apple's getting serious about the smart home and how they you know, kind of launched into this pretty heavy at WWDC, which all of us uh, Apple junkies watched a little religiously, even though it wasn't incredibly exciting. Um, this is more, one of those things that I got really excited about because I'm personally a big Apple guy. Um, I like the idea of HomeKit. I, I, I always have. I have always thought that it's going to work effectively and natively within the system. Um, Jeremy, starting with you, it, is HomeKit as big of a deal as we think it is? And primarily, uh, the one thing that Jason wrote in this that just kind of hit me off the as kind of the key to it and, and key to Apple doing it is that the mainstream smart home will rest on interoperability, reliability, and ease of use. Um, so so I guess I'm asking you two questions. Um, how important is HomeKit? How important is it going to be down the road? Um, and is Apple, or, or Amazon for that matter, the, the player to really hit these three key, key targets? Well, I do think that Apple has a huge user base, obviously, and I'm a fan as well, and I want Apple to succeed because I love Apple products, but um, uh, I, I don't think that there's as much market penetration with home automation and smart home um, as, as we who are in the industry really kind of sense that there are. So there are tons of people with Apple devices, and if this kind of becomes the Trojan horse that brings people to smart home, then then I think that that, that could be great. I, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if people are clamoring for it as much as we think that they should be. Um, they they do uh, make it pretty simple in terms of putting it in the control se center of, of your uh, Apple device. So you can, you know, you can be in the, the uh, sleep mode or whatever on your phone and, and or lock mode and flip up the screen and get right to your home kit um, in, in the way it's described at least. And you're able to create scenes like we're comfortable with, we're or we're familiar with in this this trade, this industry. Um, so I think it, as that starts to happen, maybe people start to see the convenience of controlling the, their devices. But you still have to add those devices. Those, you have to know about those different mm -hmm. pieces of the home that you don't normally ha associate maybe with Apple. Um, you know, right now you've got your uh, your entertainment devices, but you're not really controlling that much more than that? Am I forgetting something important here with Apple's, uh, no. you know, you no, know basically so. infrastructure? But, you know, um, I, I, I do think that, that they've got the marketing power, the the visibility to make this thing go if they really want it to go. Um, that's, that's the major difference because so many of these other things, just like we were just talking about, you've never heard of a certain hub um, because, you know, Whatever it is, it may be that it's a cable provider that's not in your market that's just going getting a regional penetration, or it's um, this industrial player that's not been in consumer electronics and we just haven't heard of them. They're not marketing properly. It's a hardware store, it's a Lowe's or whatever. You know, it's these little individual things. But Apple's Apple. You know, they've got yep. 
the the power um, to do this right if they if they do want it. I think. Well, and it, when we look at when we look at Apple and, and look at their history and you know what they did to the online music market and the the cell phone market, they're kind of that player who, if they if they get all their ducks in a row, they can do something significant to this market. And I, I know I've talked for for years about how our market is so small. Once one of the big players gets into it and puts money into it, it it's going to change the change the landscape. Joe, what is it going to take for A, Apple to succeed in this, um, and B, how is it going to af- not not affect us, but grow the market? Well, you, you know, the one of the statements in this article that uh, Jason did was kind of the most interesting to me, and it was the closing art argument where he mm-hmm. says Apple finally gets it. When I look at this, it's not that Apple finally gets it. Apple has gotten it for a long time. They're being cautious, which is good. I mean, we saw Microsoft Lifeware. We saw Android at home attempt to launch and never actually made it to a real launch. You know, I got to play with the stuff. It was kind of cool. But, you know, they jumped the, you know, they jumped the gun. Mm-hmm. What I see Apple doing is not making a mistake they've made many times before with the initial launch of the Apple Watch, um, the first uh, rendition of Apple Music. You know, things that were, they were cool. And they were eventually going to work, but they were launched much too fast. Um, anybody who's ever dealt with Apple when it comes to making an app, there's a good example. You mm-hmm. submit an app, it takes six months just to get the app through the app process, and then it could be up to a year before the app actually hits the, uh, the store. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why we're not seeing a lot of devices available and um, kind of how the, you know, it's stated in the article about a lack of momentum I really don't think that is a lack of momentum. I think that is process. That is process that Apple has learned, process that they go through, and on the things they've been very successful with, they've stuck to that process and not deviated, like the iTunes Store, like the App Store. Those things they've been very successful with because they went through a long engineering submission review process before these things hit the market. And Mm -hmm. you better believe there's tons of manufacturers right now submitting that in which is how it plays to us. So, you know, the custom integrator, you know, anybody who's in home technology uh, uh, professional and doing that kind of thing, we have to look at the fact that they are making a slow move into the market, but as they're moving, they're making it more and more visible to the consumer. Because at the end of the day, kind of like what's said in this article, matter of fact, is that it's going to give our consumers more visibility comfort with home technologies and IoT, however a large portion of the market doesn't want to stay up late at night and program all these things, however they still want it. So I do see in the near future um, that HomeKit is going to be a part of the professional market just like Nest is now, Philips Hue is now. I, I mean, don't think that you know my company itself does not install Nest, does not install Rachio for sprinklers, does not do Doorbird for door stations. This, all these consumer-facing products that, sure, the consumer could have got themselves, but instead, we are the ones who are integrating it into the whole home platform. We're going to see the exact same thing with HomeKit, or HomeKit is going to, I mean, it's not going to, it's going to fail. Just like Iris and just like uh, mm-hmm. Wink, there you go. But isn't Apple kind of uniquely positioned in the sense that all they need is to integrate... Again, just as you mentioned, Hue, 
Nest, Sonos, uh, yeah, and, and maybe a light switch from somebody, whether it's Caseta or whether it's true. You know, but if they don't figure out the magic button that Amazon still needs on their dot, how do you turn on and off the TV when these things happen? Yeah, yeah also, no, I mean, they no, can, of course. But aren't they the ones who? Nothing against Amazon, but aren't they the ones who, if they're, if somebody's going to figure it out from a big business stance, isn't it most likely going to be Apple? Absolutely. And 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 now that you say that from a business stance, Apple mm -hmm. is the perfect example, because ninety percent of the Apple users out there that use it now, when they go buy a Mac or a, you know, an Air or anything else they go buy, guess what they do? They take it to the Apple store, and those people set it up for them. Mm -hmm. Those people are not going to be setting up their home kit stuff in their homes. Nope. We're going to be doing that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where I know I, I just started playing with one of the new Lutron apps that pulls into Control Center. And Sonos just finally released something that gives you front lock screen control, mm -hmm. which is ridiculous when you think about how long it took to get there. But given those iterations and what Apple's looking at doing here, to me, it's a win-win. It's just going to be a matter of time before they have enough stuff available to make it work. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode of Resi Week. Uh, Jeremy, where can people find you? You can read my stories on residentialsystems.com, and you can find me on Twitter at Resi Editor. Very nice. Uh, Joe, people kind of know how to find you, but for the ones who don't, where can they find uh, you? You can find our <laughs> you can find our company at thoughtfulhome.com. Find us on Twitter at thoughtfulhome, and see those hashtag Functional Friday videos at the Thoughtful Home on Facebook. And also, don't forget CDA 2016. Make sure you're there. It's going to be huge, biggest thing since sliced bread. Hold on, is it gonna, um, wait, 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 wait. Is it going to be huge, or is it going to be huge? It's going to be huge. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I just wanted to check. You never know. Uh, well, thank you guys both for, for joining us and, and putting up with me on this episode. Uh, for you know myself, if you'd like to follow me, you can find me at Matt D. Scott or uh, Omega Audio Video or OmegaAudioVideo.com. Uh, I'm pretty easy to find. Just type my name in Google and it'll do its thing. Uh, but most importantly, and, and definitely more importantly, please visit avnation.tv and follow us on uh, uh, you know, Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and all that jazz. We're all over the place as Aviation TV. Uh, but when you stop by the website, you'll be able to watch uh, previous episodes of this fine show, as well as a wide variety of other shows that, that we have that cover the industry. So definitely check that out. Uh, thank you again so much for all your time and uh, check us out next week on Resi Week.